0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Steelers and Chiefs round two at Arrowhead Stadium for Super Wild Card Weekend, Sunday night football. You know, it's so cool that the Steelers were able to give their fans a game on Super Wild Card Weekend. Even if you're going to just get pumped by the Kansas City Chiefs, you're here. This game wasn't on the schedule to begin the year, and you're here. That's an accomplishment. Before we get to the game and everything, offense,
1: defense, matchups, the Chiefs, I'd like to address the conversation or the argument that people are making saying the Steelers should have recognized after the Chiefs game they're (laughs) not going to make it. Lose these next two against Cleveland. Oh, should they
0: have recognized that? Should lose, they have recognized that they're not going to make it?
1: Lose against the Ravens and get yourself better position in the draft. Yeah,
0: that was dumb of them to not see that they weren't going to make it.
1: But also, too, not even that, that there was a possibility of not making it. Saying that you should have, even if you could have made it, don't try and position yourself better by six spots in the draft.
0: Ridiculous argument. Am I? Am I wrong? You're not a true fan.
1: You're not a fan. If if you're really If you that- would
0: rather be sitting on Sunday night and watching the Raiders play the Chiefs as opposed to your, your team, team with a puncher's chance, you're not a true fan. If you want to sit on your couch and be like, oh, well, the Steelers kick off against the Chiefs in about an hour here, but— You know, I wish we were just picking number 14 in the draft instead. Like, you're a a loser. You're an an idiot, idiot, dude. You're
1: telling me the guy that the Steelers are going to want in the draft at 20 is going to be so much worse than the guy that could have gotten at at 14 or 15?
0: It's, uh, yeah. And it's all relative as far as how you deem seasons as a success. And they're going to get pumped in Kansas City. I think that's that's what I think is going to happen. Probably. But it's a massive success to even be there. Like, this team was what are you gonna so remember? dead in the water for weeks at a time for the fan base. Like Every single time they started to get a little breath of life, they'd blow it and the fans, you're done. Just lose and get a better draft pick. They are in the dance. What like, would you
1: rather in 20 years to look back on in Ben's last season? Oh, you remember how we lost those last two games against both Baltimore and Cleveland? Well, that would have been awful. To get the 13th pick in the draft, to get some guy. Maybe that guy's a future Hall of Famer. Maybe, but you don't know that. We have no idea. What would you rather say? Do you remember Ben's last year when everyone thought that she always had a 0.0% chance of making the playoffs? And then in Ben's last home game against Cleveland on Monday night, torched them. Swept the Browns after they crowned themselves offseason champions, division champions, Super Bowl favorites. Swept the Ravens after a lot of people crowned them And then in the season finale, you go into Baltimore. You win in overtime. And you sneak into the playoffs. And Ben's last year... Wow, what a, what a way to go out for Big Ben. No, I'd rather in 20 years say, yeah, I'm so glad 20 years ago
0: they see those punts on the last two games to get the 14th overall pick. No, yeah, see, that's that's exactly it. We, This is the perfect swan song for Ben, and I was on the locker room with Wolf on Monday after the game, and I said... You know, Ben has had the upper echelon or the upper hand, excuse me, on all of the other quarterbacks in his draft class. He's got the Super Bowl rings that Eli does, but he's got better numbers than Eli does. He's got way better numbers. He's got the rings over Philip Rivers, and Rivers had numbers over him until this year, but he's passed Rivers mm-hmm. in every significant category. and that way. not just not just Super Bowl appearances,
1: playoff appearances, yeah, and, division
0: titles. And those were all the most important things. But the one last little feather in the cap that he needed was Philip Rivers made the playoffs in his final season with the Indianapolis Colts. They lost to the Bills, but he got to the dance. Now Now he doesn't even have that over Ben Roethlisberger because Big Ben's going to get to the dance in his final season.
1: Philip Rivers did it with a different team.
0: Exactly. Ben Roethlisberger brought his franchise back to the promised land one last time, and yeah, it's... It's a success. Like I look at the Steelers 100%. season and twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, excuse me, as we now turn the page to twenty twenty two, and it, it was an absolute success. Did it? It look, was. It, it, was lo- a,
1: it was a messy success. It was a whirlwind of emotions. Well, throughout I'll say this. up and
0: down. I think uh, you fl- you go back to week sixteen after the Chiefs game, and I'm I'm already leaning towards this was not a success of a season.
1: Absolutely, that's that's the difference. It flips so you, fast. You go one and three. You you win your season opener against Buffalo. And you're on top of the world! Wow, everyone was counting us out. We go into Buffalo, we win. Then you lose to the Raiders. Then you lose to the Bengals. Then you lose uh, to the Packers. You're one and three. As Mike Tomlin said, you guys buried us. You guys buried us after one and three. So I'm not hearing anything about burying us now. But then you win
0: what four in a row, five in a row. The Steelers in their last third in-, in their last thirteen, they're eight four and one. Right. And like the criticism was oh, Tomlin's team's collapsed in December now. Oh, this is four straight years now where they've had a free fall at the end of the season. I don't want to say they got red hot going into the playoffs. But they didn't collapse. They won three out of the last four games. They, they beat didn't the Titans. They lost to the Chiefs. They beat the Browns. They beat the Ravens. To get into the playoffs. You won three out of four. Yes. Like, that is the opposite of collapsing. They had to earn their way in. Of Absolutely. Course, of course they needed help, and they got the help. But you still had to take care of your own business. That's what Tomlin said, too, in the post game. you know. When they asked them, did you know about the Colts game? Were you aware of that? Were you worried about that? We had our own business to take care of in our own stadium, and mm-hmm. we got that job done. Everything you know, else will fall into place like it should. Even if... The, I the also Bengals- thought it was funny, just to Tomlin note real quick, how he said he dozed off in the Raiders-Chargers game. He admitted to It was 15-point Raiders lead, and he was like, oh, time for me to go to bed here. I, I thought that was funny.
1: I mean, I think we were all ready for bed. I he think wakes we up, all, and he's like, holy
0: crap, I what the we hell? I were
1: all saying after the went up by 15 that... If the Chargers didn't score in their next possession, that's it. Game over. And then they obviously score. But um, I think even if the Bengals – sorry, I keep saying the Bengals. If the Chargers and Raiders somehow tie or the Jaguars don't get the win over the Colts, you're still looking at at, at the season as a success. Maybe. You don't think so? I don't like, know. Don't See, that's into... what my
0: next point I was going to make. Is okay, like, interesting. It's so thin of a line that it was a success that maybe if the Jaguars lose, it's not. Really? But nine seven and one is is uh, when a...
1: you're counted out when 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 people are saying you're going to finish last in the division Ben's going to have a horrible year. You go out, you win three of your last four games. I think it's I think it's a good way to go out. Yeah, I mean it's
0: definitely a good way. At to go point, out. At that point,
1: I get why I get the argument. It's more of, it's it's a, more of an argument, more of a legitimate go... argument when you're saying you don't lose those two games. Or regardless, you don't position yourself better. If you're not going to be in the playoffs, position yourself better for the future, get the best draft spot you can.
0: I think um, what would have happened is if they would have— if the Jags would have lost, the narrative would have flipped to— or instead of being, oh, amazing that you snuck in at 9-7-1, it would have been, how do you tie the lines and miss the playoffs? Because if they were— I think were at going-
1: that point, though, there was— no, the the ties didn't affect it. Right? It would have though. It would because have because
0: the Jags would have made the Colts nine and eight. The Chargers well, no, would be no, no, no. falling to nine and eight too. If,
1: if the, but the Colts would have won that game.
0: Right, right, But the Chargers would have lost to the Raiders, which would make them nine and eight. You would be ten and seven. So you would be you're in over the Chargers, seed, and the Colts would be the six. The Colts seed. would be the six seed, mm. and the winner of Raiders Chargers would have jumped to the five seed or six seed or whatever. So you would still have to worry about them tying, I guess, on the Sunday yeah. night game. Or no, because then they would have both been out compared to you right, you'd because you'd have 10 they're wins. One, they're a half game so back. So I, I think the narrative would have flipped if they lost. Gotcha. If the Jags would have lost to being, I yeah, can't believe fair. you blew it and lost to the Lions. But Well, you can't say he because Ben wasn't up. I meant the team. Yeah. But alas. You're here. It didn't matter. You are here. The tie did not matter. You have
1: a one, you went from at the beginning of the season to having a 1 in 32 shot to win the Super Bowl. Now it's officially down to 1 in 14. 1 in 14
0: shot. And the other thing, too, that is just so improbable with how this all went down is they had an 8% chance to make the playoffs when the games kicked off on Sunday. 8% chance. Like, that's even thinner than the chance that uh, Lloyd Christmas was hopeful about in Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) Like, that is ridiculous that 8% turned into 100%. So one of the most improbable ways to get into the playoffs ever— And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to Kansas City on a wild card weekend because of it.
1: Not only was it wild for the Steelers, but that was probably the best final week of a regular season across the NFL that I can recall in recent memory.
0: Yeah. I think the NFL is doing a really good job with the division rivals at the end of the year. Uh I actually would not be opposed to making the last two weeks all division rival games. Uh, Some of it were the case. Steelers were the case for that. But I I think— if you kept seventeen and eighteen those weeks in the divisions, I think it create it just creates drama no matter. what. They did what. it f- like back starting in week like feels like week ten for the NFC East, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing I would do, and this is li- this is a little minor nitpicky, okay, and and I'm go. not super super you know adamant that this has to happen. It would be nice if all the games on week eighteen kicked off at one p.m. Yeah, I saw
1: that because that way you don't have to risk yeah. the Chargers and, and Raiders yeah.
0: deciding to tie. Yeah, and now that they could still do that if they go into overtime and look up at the scoreboard or someone in the booth wires down and says, hey, this happened in the Chiefs game, this happened in the Jaguars game, this happened sure. in the Seahawks game. And you're you, you, can, you attention. can do the strategy real time. But they had four hours to sit around and be like, "We can tie and get into the playoffs." I saw another scenario. I think Tim Benz pointed this one out, where
1: you just make all the AFC games one o'clock and all the NFC games four that works o'clock, too. or flip flops something like that, because that way the con- the non-conferences don't have to worry about each other.
0: Yeah, that makes that a- we don't have all sixteen games at one time. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, but I-, I think there has to be more parallel and le- and like say there is a Sunday night scenario where it is winning they're in, and there's no other factors. Like, if this team loses, then Team C gets in. Like, then I'm okay with flexing for a Sunday night game. Like, if it's really just those two teams, the winner's in, the loser's out, and nothing it means nothing for any other team, then, yeah, have that game stand alone. But, like, when the game matters for not just the two teams playing, for a third team sitting at home, that's when you need those games to run parallel. Like, the same reason why they had the Jags and Colts game run parallel to the this, Ravens and the Steelers yeah. game. Like, it's the same reason why they had the Bills game and the Jets run parallel to the Patriots and the Dolphins. Like, there were stakes for those games. Right. If the Bills played first
1: and they and won the and they were the then
0: they don't play Mac Jones because they know they can't get the division. So mm-hmm. what's the point of playing all of our And stars? the same with
1: the Steelers possibly playing at 4 o'clock. If the Colts win that game, what's the point of the Steelers going out there?
0: Why does Ben even show up? Well, this is the last game. But why does not does Najee no, return to the game? And he's hurt. So, you oh, know what I mean? Like, does TJ go out there? Does TJ... Tie the record, maybe not, and, maybe,
1: and then maybe get the get record the hell out of the game get after out.
0: that point. Yeah. So you got to at least have some sort of parallel kind of action to to fix week eighteen perfectly. But it worked out for them. The, like the, the, they the, took a gamble. They and did. It, they, they they well,
1: hit. it was a it was a wild gamble that it was it was going to work. And we, we we all we all saw now. We could we could read the lips properly of Justin Herbert on the sideline saying, "I've never wanted to tie, wanted to tie so, so badly." badly. We, we saw, saw we the long saw... snapper
0: talk to Eckler and Echler. say we were going to knee on that thing, <laughs> yeah. and Eckler was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> Eckler was pissed, but
1: also too, it's it's the NFL. Do you, do you hate
0: the people that are thinking that it was worked? Like there were so many Steelers fans that were like, "This is fixed," and I, and like at Not first I thought they were joking, but like some of these people kept tweeting it, and I'm like, "Oh, you're serious?" Like right now, like. You think like you they worked thought, their way to a yeah. thirty-two to thirty-two tie? Like, no, it's just a great game. Like, if they were going to work their way to a tie, it would be zero-zero, and they just need the ball every time. Like, right. This just happened to be a, a phenomenal turn of events. Like, it was, it was a great
1: game. But oh my gosh, were my my blood pressure levels at an all-time high over the course of what twelve hours from the kickoff for the Steelers to the game-winning field goal by Daniel Car- Carlson to end that
0: game? Did you see the video of Ben? On Twitter where he was watching the game with his friends via FaceTime now, it's awesome there's no audio for some reason really? but like you can see his reaction in his face and like I I don't know I wish we had like a I wish we had like a live broadcast of
1: like in in real time of Ben watching it and Tomlin sleeping <sighs>
0: on the other FaceTime screen <laughs> wake up coach but it's funny because like again, there's no audio, so you can't tell. But like, I think I'm piecing together. Like, you kind of see Ben. He's like smiling. He's like he looks happy the whole time. Like he's just whatever. And then uh, and then he kind of like looks and he's like, they're kicking. He's like they're gonna kick. Like, are you kidding me? And then he makes it and he's like hands are in the air and he's like ah like he thought they were gonna go for the tie. I think. So one
1: one argument that I haven't seen as much as others is the negative on the Raiders for opting to kick. There is a possibility that that kick is blocked. So slim. Return for a touchdown. So but I haven't slim. seen that as much. I, I've heard it, but I don't know. What, what's your opinion on that? Do you think the Raiders were kind of foolish for opting to kick when they could have easily had that kick blocked and Not returned at all. and lost?
0: Not at all. Yeah, I don't think. I do get you want I to say. go to Arrowhead or do you want to go to Cincinnati? Right. right.
1: Yeah, You, you want to go, go to, to Cincinnati. Cincinnati.
0: That was a huge factor for them in that.
1: Yeah, if you win the game, you go to Cincinnati. You lose, if, you go to Arrowhead. You, where well, if you tie.
0: If you tie. Tie, true. If you tie, you go to Arrowhead where they have pumped you. That's my new favorite word to use. They have <laughs> pumped you two times this year already. Like, And by the way, you played the Bengals already this year in your own place. Very close game. You lost, but it was competitive, and you have familiarity with them now, so you could play them again. Speaking of that familiarity... Let's turn the page to this Chiefs matchup here. Tomlin preached familiarity being a big reason why he was able to stop the Browns' rushing game twice this year, why he was able to beat the Ravens twice this year. That familiar nature you have with these teams, it's such a big, crucial thing that you can use in your game planning. Before they played in Week 16, the Steelers hadn't seen the Chiefs or Patrick Mahomes since 2018. That's almost two full years without seeing the guy. So that goes with There's no familiarity not, there. not playing the AFC West and then the Chiefs winning the winning division and in, the Steelers not winning. But you did win it this year. You well, ended up playing last, the division. You last And year. you ended up playing the whole division anyway. Sure. So, but yeah. you were going to ma- you were gonna match up with the Chiefs no matter yeah. what this year. And I just think that, yeah, I'm still leaning towards the Chiefs pretty much handling the Steelers in this game. But I think it can be closer because there's such a familiarity there where Tomlin's got a fresh uh, you know, uh, blueprint in his mind sure. of what they're going to do. He, he just saw it up close and personal four weeks ago, three weeks ago. So I think that there is something to that familiarity and something to that we just played this team. We have some ideas of some things that we can do that might work now that we've actually gotten a little dry run, if you will, against them. Which now that all the regular season turns into now is a dry run because like a, like almost like a preseason little thing. exhibition right? matchup now
1: right yeah because... I mean it, it counted to where you guys finish in the in the grand scheme of things but right now you're it's a it's a fresh page you've you've turned over a new leaf and and here you are with a, a fresh chance to go out there and uh, the problem is Tom is that not too often we've seen recently. For the Sealers in the Mike Tomlin era, where they've had a second chance to go up against a team in the postseason, right? The only times we've seen it, it's resulted in a loss. And I'm looking at 2017 and 2016, where they went up against Jacksonville in the regular season, they got lost, been through five interceptions that game in the regular season, mm-hmm. and then the defense folds in the in the in the and the playoffs where they allowed 45 points by Blake Bortles. Uh, 2016, the year before the Jesse James game, you get robbed of a win. You should have won that game, but then you go into New England. Le'Veon Bell goes down, and you get rocked. I think the final score of that game was like 36 to 10 or something like that. Very ironic. So, I I appreciate what you're trying to say by being more familiar with the team than you were when you faced them three weeks ago. But we haven't seen it out of Tom where he's been able to use that to his advantage when it's non-divisional
0: opponents. And I think it really does shine more through in a divisional opponent than just a random AFC West sure. opponent. Even if you did see that AFC West opponent earlier in that year, you know. because You've you, seen the Browns and Ravens twice every year. Every like, year. You know you're playing them twice every single year. So that's probably why, I mean, he's had good success
1: against AFC North teams just because he's so used to coaching against them. And he
0: spends all offseason planning for these three teams. Right. He's, whereas I've got six wins on the table here. How do I get these six wins? Whereas
1: he looks at his schedule— at the beginning of a season and says, oh, I don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes, thank
0: the high heavens. Until I get to the playoffs. I'm not
1: not worrying about him unless I absolutely have
0: to in the postseason. One guy that that will not be familiar with the Steelers, that is, because he didn't play in Week Mm 1 or the Week 16 matchup, Travis Kelsey, the all-world, all-pro tight end that the Chiefs boast. Do you fear him more than Hill or vice versa?
1: Oh wow,
0: it's tough. Because, I I fear Kelsey Moore in this this matchup. It like I think it has to be equal. They're they're both. Let me explain to you why I fear Kelsey Moore. Well, okay, sure. I'll I'll give you why I, I go equal. I think that the Steelers secondary isn't all world, but I think you've got guys like Witherspoon's making plays. Hayden's a veteran. Sutton's solid, and Minka's all pro caliber. And Edmonds is an okay player as well. So, I think you've got decent players in that secondary that can help take away a Tyreek Hill. I do not trust Devin Bush or Joe Schobert at all to cover Travis Kelsey.
1: Now, Terrell Edmonds
0: will be the one that most likely does it. Do you even trust him that much? I'll tell you why you shouldn't. I'm saying I don't. That's why I fear Kelsey.
1: Well, we talked about how you took away the big threat in Tyreek Hill, but you allowed someone like Derek Gore, who's going to be running those mid route or those. Uh, midfield routes for you if you're the Chiefs. And guess who's get guess who's getting him in coverage? Devin Bush and Joe Schobert. And as you said, he had 60 yards receiving. Derek Gore. I never heard that name until the Steelers took the field against the Chiefs. I saw Gore Sunday. and
0: I was like, did they sign Frank Gore? I thought is the exact Frank, same thing. Is Frank Gore back in the league? I thought the exact same thing. Until,
1: 55-year-old Frank Gore?
0: Until I remember
1: that he was in a boxing match with Darren with, Williams. With Darren Williams, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he got pumped. To use your word, Darren Williams pumped him. Darren Williams is a boxer,
0: man. Yeah, he was. He, he's built now. People forget, like... He was he, just a point guard. You, 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 well, you think... He's that's like the, that's point the funny guard. thing. Like, you think Frank Gore, oh, this guy's going to kill him. Frank Gore's like 5'10". Darren Williams <laughs> is like 6'5". <laughs> like, but yeah, Derek Gore can't beat you. So Byron what... Pringle can't beat you. McCole no. Hardman can't beat you. Like, if you're going to get beat, get beat by the two big dogs. And
1: you're going to, most
0: likely. You, you will. One of these two is going to have a big game. And... Matt Williamson actually brought up a really good point on the advanced scout last night. Terrell Edmonds, little uh, little dry run through last week, getting a little Mark Andrews action. You yeah. know? That's a, probably the only tight end you go up against in the AFC side of things that you that's could see. Hey, hey, this Travis is a Kelsey. good way
1: to prepare for Kelsey. He didn't have the best game against Mark Andrews, and that's what Tyler Huntley threw in the Andrews head. had like, what, 80 yards? Yeah. Could have been a lot more. He right. had like 17 if, targets, and he Tyler only converted Huntley like six of them. Tyler Huntley overthrow that ball, and Terrell Ed- Edwards makes... The Edmund, sorry, makes the most awkward-looking interception using, like, the back of his hands to grab that ball. I don't know how that worked or how that happened, but he got it. If Tyler Huntley doesn't overthrow that ball, that's going on Mark Andrews. That's falling his, into his hands, and the game kind of changes there. But, yeah, I think it's a good point, but still, I fear Travis Kelsey more than I fear Mark Andrews. And I fear of course. Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball a lot more than I do Tyler Huntley. So it all just adds up. But the reason I don't know which way – it's, it's a game-by-game game basis of who you're more afraid of compared between Kelsey and and, and, and Tyreek Hill because Travis Kelsey can go out and turn the, – and they can do this equally. So I don't know why I'm, saying, I'm giving Kelsey the credit here, but it's because it was on film when he won that game for the Chiefs against the Chargers in overtime in that third <laughs> night game. Crazy. But then Tyreek Hill has 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first quarter. And he's done that, I think, multiple times.
0: We'll say this about Hill, though. Ever since the game against the Steelers, where he was out with COVID the week prior, or not even the week, he didn't miss a game, but he was just out for a couple days with COVID before that game. He's been very quiet. Very quiet. He has not been 100% himself. He barely played against Denver on Saturday. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he went up for a ball in pregame warm-ups and looked like he tweaked his ankle a little bit Yeah, on they the were down. talking about that during the only, game. He only played like 13 snaps in a game where... They didn't really need to win, but it was clear they were trying to win. Mahomes played the majority of the football game, so a little hopeful there that maybe Hill might not be 100%, but then you remember, oh, they didn't even have Kelsey last time, and they still torched him. So Kelsey comes into
1: the equation. Coverage has to be focused on not just Hill, but Hill and Kelsey.
0: Hill has a little more room to run. He gets wide open. The fear, let's put it this way. You could argue fearing Hill or Kelsey Moore uh, all day long. I think you can go back and forth with those two guys. The boogeyman is Mahomes. That's the guy that you really—that's yeah, the guy it's, you fear. Who the is most. he
1: going to go to?
0: I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. The Steelers maybe their best shot is for Akimo von Olhoffen to happen. Wow! And I don't want to wish injury wow. on anybody. No, like, you I don't. Do not Especially want this to guy hurt. who was the face of your league. But I'm just saying, like. Injuries do happen in the NFL. I mean, we saw it last year in the playoffs. Chad
1: Henney had to come in.
0: All right. So, like, that's uh, such a morbid thing to say. I don't
1: want to entertain it because I don't want to come across as if I'm hoping. But you know I'm right. It's probably yeah because you take away Hill or you take away Kelsey, you're still left with Mahomes. Yeah,
0: he's gonna hit Brian Pringle or exactly. he's gonna hit McCall Hardman exactly. like he did last time. You take away Mahomes, that's probably your best bet. I would beat Chad. H- I would. I would pick the Steelers to beat Chad Henney probably. Uh, I think that I they. That is such a tough choice. Because the defense is playing so well. And their line is so good at protecting. So like the pass rush might still not get home, although Mahomes does a lot to help that line protect himself. But but. at
1: least Chad Henney now has the option to throw to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill if he wants to.
0: Okay, we're not going to entertain that notion anymore, but the the fact remains that the real boogeyman here is Patrick Mahomes. He's The the X factor is Patrick Mahomes. you take away
1: that variable, it's a different we're game. We're about to wrap this up. You take away up. anyone else, it's it's basically the same game.
0: We're about to wrap this up and get to our power rankings of the playoff teams, but if you were to power rank the best players Spoiler in the Spoiler alert, it's Patrick Mahomes. Spoiler alert, my number one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yeah I mean— I think Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the playoff. If I had to draft from playoff rosters, he's my number one pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could say Rodgers or Brady are going to win MVP Donald, this year or Donald or
0: whatever, but it's, it's I no want Mahomes. Mahomes in my playoff. If I had to pick one guy. At the top of the draft to be my quarterback or to be any player for a playoff run, it's Mahomes. Every time I'm picking Mahomes, the man is going for his third straight Super Bowl. I, I mentioned in an episode we did earlier, he's played eight playoff games and he averages 290 yards per game, 24 touchdowns, or 21 touchdowns, four interceptions. The most egregious thing in that stat line is he's played eight playoff games already. In three years. He's played eight playoff games. <laughs> Getting the bye two times. (laughs) Right. So he's winning and making it. This is his first time he's had to play on wild card weekend, I think. Like I think because his rookie by last year, two byes were the year before that. Yeah. This dude is insane. Eight playoff games already. Gotta keep him in the pocket. Gotta hope to God he throws an interception, which he might give you a chance there, because he does play a little fast and loose, and why wouldn't you when you're as good as he is? So maybe you get a little interception from him. Maybe you get a little boneheaded play. The problem is, though, do you? and we'll, we'll end on this note, do you trust the Steelers to capitalize on the mistakes he makes? Oof. That's, That's a well, huge factor.
1: That and do you trust that the Steelers' offense, when they have the ball, are not making those same mistakes, putting the ball right back into his hands?
0: Someone brought this up. I think it was actually Mark uh, on his show. Would you, if the Chiefs turn the ball over four times and the Steelers turn it over twice— you would think the Chiefs would have a better chance at putting points up on the board off of just their two those, turnovers. Those two, yes. Yeah, yeah, Steelers, Steelers on four. four that they. Tom,
1: have. I would say even four to one or four to zero.
0: I think if the Ch- if the Steelers turn the ball over, the Chiefs are going to capitalize. At the very least, they're going to get a field goal out of it. If the St- if the Chiefs turn the ball over, there's a really good chance that the Chiefs end up getting the ball back or having the offense go three and out or something that they do better than almost anybody in the league, taking the ball back away from your sure. offense. So. I think it's pretty questionable that the Steelers would be able to put an exclamation point on a big Mahomes right. interception. Right, yeah, I agree. I, I think you're going to need that splash, though. Like, I think a pick six, a blocked punt like you saw against Buffalo way mm-hmm. back at the beginning or of the a year. Or blo- almost blocked pick like you saw against Green Bay. I-, I think any of those are the ways that you pull the upset off. And I think Tomlin, maybe— Kind of has some tricks up his sleeve, can maybe pull one out of his hat. Maybe call old Bill. Maybe call old Bill Cowher. He loved the old trick plays in the playoff games. Uh, is, he did. See he see really it. did. See if old Cowher's got a little something up his sleeve. Or pull into Bill. Bill left you that Iron City in the uh, in the refrigerator when he he left. Maybe he left you a couple trick plays too in your desk, Mike Tomlin. Maybe it's time to, well, to break. He, those also, out. too, we saw that Bill Cowher and Ben Roethlisberger spoke for like a little CBS before segment. Ravens game. Maybe
1: Bill slipped him some secret <laughs> stuff too.
0: Maybe Bill should just coach the game. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Super fun as we are heading towards playoffs and wildcard weekend with your Pittsburgh Steelers as a participant. Gotta love that. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we'll talk to you guys on the next Steelers Standard.